First, I want I want to give shukar to my dear friends, to Igor and to Irina, Irina Lerner, for opening up their home. It's a home that's filled with with Yerushalayim and with Avodas Hashem, and 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 Hashem is should should bench them that all the children should go in the right way, and there's Hashem should be a lichtige house, and every room should be filled with bracha and benachas. And Ruch Hashem, it's, it's very exciting for us to start to resume our learning this amazing Sefer. Since, since before the summer, the second volume of the Vavim Mishkan Evna has come out, which I'm, I'm learning with a group of men, which will continue with Mitzham if we finish the first Chalik, which won't be so long. We'll be able to continue with the second Chalik, which takes some of the basic you say this that we've been learning, the basic concepts we've been learning, and expands and develops, working out through more, more with Chazals and making it something which we can really, we can really weave into the fabric of all that we've ever learned in our lives. Those who have been learning with us last year know that the Sefer Davker, this amazing, amazing Sefer, which is causing really a mapecha, a revolution throughout the throughout the Torah world. I think we were the first ones. I understand we were the first. We, we had the first year Baruch Hashem. It started. Now there are hundreds of groups of Jews that are learning Bilvavi Mishkan Evna all over the world. We understand what we saw and what we'll continue to see is that the author is writing with the basic, with the basic understanding that the essence, the essence of a Jewish soul, is very, very simple. Very simple doesn't mean like we think when someone says you're simple-minded. Simple means very glatt, gleich, smooth, straight. And therefore, Rabbi Kamesha, turn off the, the cell phones. Therefore, the neshama of a Jew is mamish chalashing. It's craving and yearning for the simple truth. All the other things that are all the binyanim, the beautiful structures of Torah with Chazals and Sukkim and Maharals and Amchals and Svasemeses and Tanyas and so it's all magnificent, magnificent. But that's when those beautiful structures are built upon a Yisoda foundation that is strong and clear. You know, there's an expression we have from Chazal that's brought down in Rashi in Rashi in Yisrael. Rashi quotes in Chazaf and Mechilta, Kol Haschalas Koshais. Everybody's heard that. All beginnings are difficult, right? And if it's not difficult, it means you haven't even started. That's what the Siddiquim say. If something is going so, if something is going very easily, it's assuming you haven't even started. Because it's a cloud. That Kol Haschalas Koshais. All beginnings are difficult. But in the in the Bismedrush of Majus, by the Siddiquim of Majus, they used to say, Kol Haschalas Koshais means that. All beginnings have to be koshos. Koshos means strong. Koshos means chazak. Koshos means when you make a building, you could make the most elaborate building with a million, billion little tchotchkeluch and things that you want. But if the yisoid, if the underlying concrete, if the yisoid upon which the building stands is not kosher, tough, strong, and sturdy, so then... Anything that comes its way, anything that will come the way of that building, a strong wind, God forbid, an 
an enemy flying a plane, right? Then the building won't be able to withstand such an attack. And and therefore, what the author of Bilvavi Mishkan Evna has been doing throughout the Sefer, and all of his farm, now we're already talking about five or six farm that he's come out with in one year. All that he's doing, continues to do, and there's some that are more Kabbalah, but generally his Mahalach is in Shnitalas, in this Bilvavi Mishkan in the Sefer of Pirkei Hadrach that he's written. In, in his Shram, what he's tried to do is to take us back again and to begin with Aleph. The Aleph of being a Jew is Amunah. And, and what does Amunah mean? We were talking the whole first part of the Sefer about Tveikis Bashem, of what it means to be attached to God. Those who, who didn't come, who weren't here last year, so if they're able to listen and to try to go through some of the, some of the earlier Shiurim from last year, it'll make this part much, much more understandable, but it certainly could be understood on its own, even those who weren't here before. What, what we just were saying, we're up to page Samach Gimel. Page Samach Gimel. Ice Pei. Paragraph Pei. What the Tzadik was explaining is that in the absence of that simple, pure emuna and that simple, and that simple attachment to Hashem, when that's missing, so anything that we try to do to work on our Amidas, or to work, let's say, on Lashon Hara. And we spoke a lot about this before the summer. So a person can work a lot on Lashon Hara. This time of the year, all of us are thinking of what we, of what we should focus on. Everybody is trying to improve to become better. So one of the things that disturbs us most about how we, how we speak during the year is Lashon Hara. And everybody wants, we know how serious it is, and we're trying to be better. All of the all of the effort that a person puts into, let's say, something like being stronger in the area of Kedushas Adibu, of the sanctity of speech, all of one's efforts are going to be short-lived if, the, if that person is not, has not spent a great deal of time and energy establishing a relationship with the Creator, with the God, with Hashem. If that person is missing the most basic connection to Hashem as Baruch, so even though he takes upon himself all kinds of, he makes all kinds of uh, resolutions, all kinds of resolutions that this year I'm, I'm going to be careful, I'm not going to say anything like this or like that, and he learned all the right things in Chavetz Chaim and so on. But if the Yisait, if the foundation of that person's life is not emuna is not dveikas, attachment to Hashem, in a very simple and clear way. So then, again, something comes along, and it's, just a, it's just a matter of how good was the piece of Lashon Har, whether it was a milchig, a parav, or a fleishig, if it's a fleishig, a Lashon Har, it's very hard. You see that, Nebuchadnezzar happened in New Orleans, look what happened there. So, the place was, was ready for a number three hurricane, a number four hurricane, but they weren't expecting a number five hurricane. And now, Hundreds of thousands of lives have been totally have been totally destroyed. What does that mean? It means that the levies, that the that the that the protective barriers that they had in that place of the world in Louisiana, they were ready for a certain kind of a breeze, for a certain kind of a storm, for certain types of waves. So, until that time, Baruch Hashem, that, that never happened, even though they knew that it could happen. But it never happened. 
So then there came a number five, you know, hurricane, and then, and then it was Rachmans. The whole town was, was washed away. Not the whole town, but a large part of it was washed away. In Avedis Hashem, anything that happens in the world, you know, there were a lot of gematrias that were coming out with Katrina, different things. It's, honestly, I don't, I really don't care about those things. It's not even worth bringing up the Shabbos table. It's mostly Narishkeit. But what a person should take from things like this is in Yonav Hashkoch this to think about Avedis Hashem, of serving God. Don't bother with the gematrias. Oh, you like that? It's cute, but that's not the, that's not what's important. What's important is when a person thinks. Is the foundation of my life, which is Amuna, is my Amuna rock solid? Is my Amuna prepared to withstand a number five hurricane? Because, you know, we go through Nisiyanis in life, we go through different tests in life, and a person can think, wow, I was macabre upon myself this thing, and it's actually working. Two weeks, three weeks, it's a month, it's Gavaldic. I really, I, I must have perfected this. I must have come to my drag of perfection in this particular area of Yiddishkeit, Navaris Hashem. And, and, and one doesn't know. It all depends. Sometimes, sometimes you have a very, you have a healthy, you're a healthy person, and you're a person of strong convictions, and that's good, and that can hold off sometimes a number one, two, three, four type of a nisayin. But then, if there's a number five nisayin, if it's a test that comes one's way that one, that one wasn't prepared for. I've had so many discussions with people over the years where a person was good in something for a long time and then terrible, terrible fell apart. Mamish, like the whole thing caved in. So Teretz was that, the Teretz is that he meant that he was sincere, he, he, he wanted to be good, and he was going well for quite a bit of time. But he wasn't prepared for that love of hurricane, yeah? He wasn't prepared. So the levy broke. What is it, what's the levy of a Jew? What's the, what's the shirish of a Jew? That when that levy is what it can be and what it, what it should be, then there are no waters or storms or winds of this world that can penetrate, that could, that could knock it down. That is Emunah Basham. That's Emunah Basham. That's the Yisai. That's the Haschalah, of what it means. The strong Haschalah, the beginning of a Jew. Now since he's correct in his evaluation of our Chinuch, and he himself is a product of, of the world, of the yeshivas, there were many things that were taken for granted. And it was taken for granted that if you're brought up in a, a home where there are people who believe in God, so that means that you also were given that and you believe in God and therefore you have uh, you have the right foundations and you could withstand any any storm that comes your way. Reality has proven that that's absolutely not true. The amun that we somehow absorbed, that we received, that we heard either from either through a Kabbalah through through the family and through the generations or by certain conclusions that we reached logically or intellectually they don't seem to have the strength to protect us on the day of the hurricane so in order for us to be able to really stop speaking Lashon Hara not just for two weeks not just for not just for a Tishrei but balance that it should work even on, even like on a, 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 on a Thursday night in the middle of Teves you know a cold January, February night that a person far away from Yom Kippur that a person should still have the kaychus should still have the kayach not even to be damaged, not even to be slightly moved or jarred from that conviction that requires Dveikus Bashem, that requires a deep commitment to the word and a deep, deep attachment to Hashem which is Emunah, Emunah Pshut and it's not hard to achieve that it requires 
continuous effort and work, which the tzaddik has been talking about throughout the Sefer. And I hope that some of us that we're trying to, to put into practice some of these Yisai, this was, which is this is not a Sefer that we're learning because it's interesting. There, there are many some that are much, much more interesting. We're learning this Sefer because practically to become these kind of people that, that have this kind of emunah and that we should be able to have it for ourselves and to give it over to our children and to our grandchildren and to try to be mechazik that world of tzaddik be'amunosah yichya. When Chavakuk Hanavi when Chavakuk Hanavi summarized all of Yiddishkeit he said in Chazal Chazal saw that Pesach in Chavakuk they saw that that was summarizing all of Yiddishkeit tzaddik be'amunosah yichya that tzaddik lives by his faith that's all of Yiddishkeit if the emunah is, is what it should be then Shabbos is good then Shemir Sa'inayim Shemir Sa'at Everything is good. When the when the tzaddik yichya, when the side of being a Jew, which is a muna, is weak, and we just assume that we're going to coast along because we believe that God exists, and that's what we think emuna means, just believing that He exists. So then, then it's just a matter of time until something comes your way, and and proves to you that that you just didn't have the emuna that you thought you had. So that's where Isaac in this section of the Sefer, the Tzaddik here is talking about focusing on that reality. The first part we were talking about the reality of God being, uh, of Hashem being the Bar Hashem being the Creator, and being attached to the Creator, and what it means to be attached to the Creator. Now we're talking about constantly, constantly being focused on the fact that, that you and I are created beings. Are created beings. We're created, and everything around us is created. And what exercises we can do every half hour of our lives to remind ourselves, at least, that's minimally, as he says, to remind ourselves that we're created, and the effect that, and that everything that we see is created, and the effect that that has on a person's amuna is absolutely astonishing. Again, it sounds simple, it's very, very, it, it, it's very strong, and it's very clear, and it seems deceivingly, deceptively simple, it's not simple. It, it, it's simple to to acquire that, but the effect, the kayach that it has is, is, is long-reaching. So on page Samad Gimel, Ice Pei. Minasel Osei Tzura Maisis, Ketzad Lilmait as Maisei Bereishis B'Tzura Nechayim. He said, I want to give a practical, a practical example of how to learn how to learn Maise Bereishis, we're coming up soon, Mitch, Shanta Shabbos Bereishis. How to learn creation, the story of creation, in, a, in its proper way. The Chavetz Chaim, as he brought in the last page, the Chavetz Chaim was always in the habit of saying Psukim from the story of creation. He was always doing that. And we'd use it at different times. A Jew lives with Pashas Bereishis. So how do we learn Maise Bereishis? And he says in the right way, and in using the story of creation to stir within a person, to arouse within a person, within his soul, this simple and pure amun that we've been talking about. Let me just introduce this, he says, with a very short, a very brief, and very and very basic introduction. Let me again emphasize. We are not trying, as I said a moment ago, I'm not trying to say something new. I'm not trying to say something fancy or new that you haven't heard. Just trying to understand the Pesukim 
in absolute in an absolutely simple way. See, it's written the next page. Vahaya Kiyashalcha Bincha. Look what a beautiful he says he says he doesn't try to say he's not trying to say anything new, but this is really very, very beautiful. He says it says in the Torah Vahaya Kiyashalcha Bincha. Now all of you know that the Torah says that when your son, when your child asks that this is the basis of the mitzvah of HaGadosh Pesach, of Lel Pesach, that Hashem Baruch wanted that the story of Yitzhiya Sosayim should be told in a way where the children ask and the adults respond. Yeah? that even if, God forbid, you're by yourself on Pesach, you still have to ask yourself a question and to answer the question. That the, the, the way of, of telling the story is Davke in that is from here, Chazal learned the mitzvah from the Torah of Yigadda Lebencha, the mitzvah of telling over the story of Yitzhak and Shrein on Pesach night. Now let's go back to this funny and sad situation where a person has got forbid by himself Pesach night. So, the Torah says that the, that the child asks the father. There are situations where, God forbid, there's no father. And there are situations where there's mamish nobody else. And the Torah wants us to live with this mitzvah, even if, God forbid, someone doesn't have a father. So what is the deeper meaning of father and son? So he says... Inside each and every one of us, there's something that's called the father and the son. Meaning, there's a, a father, there's a child, a parent and a child. Inside each and every one of us, there's an of and there's a bane. Haseichel huha'av. We know this from Chazal, from the Zara Kaddish. It's a very big Indian. The intellect, the mind, is referred to as the father inside of us. That's called the seichel. Vahalev huha'bane. And the heart is called the child. Therefore, the mitzvah of Haggadah, the mitzvah of that the father has to respond to the question of the child, that means that the seichel, which is the father, the father, which is in each person, is our minds, our intellects, must educate, must teach the child which is the heart, as Halev. The heart itself can go mamish crazy without proper, without proper instruction, without proper guidance. The heart goes crazy. You know, you ever ask yourself, what, the question, like, you know, they say, what was I thinking? Although usually you say to other people, what were you thinking? <laughs> right? What were you, I, I, I had somebody called me, I don't even know this person, the person didn't want to tell me the name. I had a call, I, I, I was far away last night, I had to give a shia something, so I was coming back, and I got this message, it was an emergency, I called, I don't know who was, just a number, it's an emergency, so I called back, and there's some person, that's an Indian, that's probably big, big, big problems with Shalom Bayes, so he's married a couple of years, and he told me, so I said, tell me, what, what is it, what, what's wrong? So he went through, he went through like 15 minutes of horrible things about the person he's married to, but such a list of horrible things. And then he spent time talking about how they have absolutely nothing in common. And he went down, like every single Indian in a person, how we're totally different. So, 
I didn't say these words, but of course the question is, what were you thinking? Hey, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Like, and then at the end of this whole horrible half-hour litany of, of, of disconnections, he said, you know, I thought we'd, we'd get married, we'd work this stuff out. I thought it would work out. I said, I didn't, I, you know, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't kick a guy when he's down. But I said, like, what, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? So Terence is, the Terence is, he wasn't thinking, he was feeling. And feelings are very, very nice, and the feelings are very, very admired, especially in America, in our times, right? Most songs are not about thinking, they're about feeling. So the, the problem is that when the heart is, when the heart is not being properly trained by the mind, when the father is not teaching the child, then the heart can, can get terribly fumbled, terribly, terribly lost. Of course, we understand that if the mind doesn't have a heart, then it can be very cold and can be very lifeless. And Hashem should give everybody good children and the house should be filled with the sounds of children and grandchildren. But a, a home without children is a very, very sad home. And, and therefore, he says, the father inside of us, the mind, is responsible for teaching, for educating, and guiding the child inside of us, which is the heart. That's the deeper meaning of even if you're by yourself, every moment of your life. Especially Pesach is a special meaning, of course. But every moment. Surah Salimbi. This way of learning, there, there are different ways of learning. He says, The strength of thought, using thought, thinking, the intellect. The way that that works, again, the word intellect here is not entirely accurate because it doesn't mean that a person has to be an intellectual. It doesn't mean that you have to be someone that's a, you know, that, that lives in, in the world of thoughts and philosophy and so on. Every person who uses the mind to be misbeined it means to... to contemplate something, to think about things in an internal way. When a person contemplates something deeply, that it becomes it becomes fixed in the heart. It becomes fixed in the heart. So a person's misbeining. Another way of helping something Influence the heart and educate the heart, and and um, give guidance to the heart is Speech is very 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 powerful. I believe because I speak. Speech itself, when a person when a person says something over and over, even if the mind only sends little bits and pieces of information or only a little bit of of, a, of an intellectual awakening, but if the person takes that little bit that he receives from the mind, from the father, and he chazes it over, reviews it and reviews it and says it out and speaks it out, like we say in Yeshiva, he speaks it out. So then, it's so powerful to speak words of faith. To, to have on one's lips, like Yosef Atzadik, to have the name of Hashem on one's lips, and to speak words, and to say sentences of 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 emuna, of emuna. 
we try, you know, but the the imyata Hashem's and the Baruch Hashem's has become so much a part of the vocabulary that you know even 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 you know Goyim will say that to you if you know if they're working in your house and you say Goyim will say Baruch Hashem, you know it's, it's already become such a part of the vocabulary of Jews or anybody who's who is with religious people to say Baruch Hashem Hashem. When our grandmothers and great grandmothers would say, besides just the Baruch Hashem, right, Holy Holy Father, Holy Creator, the Diburim of Amuna to say words of chizik to oneself, not just Baruch Hashem. That's become a very, it's become very very much a part of the vocabulary. But to try always to add words in one's speech, not only to other people, to yourself, to say words of Amuna, words of Amuna. So that has a tremendous effect upon a person. Speech, we're not going into the reason why this is now, but years and years ago in the shul first thought I gave a number of shiurim on the subject of davening. And I spoke for weeks and weeks about the Indian of Dibu, of how speaking has an impact upon the heart. And why Hashem Baruch wants his davening, that we should say the davening, not just think the davening. Why it's so important that we say these words of tefillah. So through dibur, through speech, through speech, emuna can become fixed in the person's heart, can become set in the person's heart. As we're going to talk about more. This avayda of the mind of the father, instructing and teaching and awakening the child, the heart, is, is a responsibility not only the night of Pesach, all year. To what? To be mashrish, to drive deeply into the child within himself, the heart. The bno shal atzmo means your own child, which means the child inside of you, that, that very emotional, wild, mischievous thing inside of you that's called your heart. That has tremendous potential. That that heart, your child, should be constantly, constantly directed and edu- uh, educated and guided by the seichel, by the mind. As you say this, the fundamental principles of amuna constantly have to be taught to the heart, and the heart has to be hear this, and the heart has to be given this constant chizik in amuna. That's why we say in the say the Lel Pesach, we say in the Haggadah, even if all of us, even if we're even if we're talking about the greatest sages, very, very brilliant people. And Kulonyadim is Kula, even if you know the whole Torah. It's still a mitzvah to tell the story of Yitzhak like all of you remember in the Haggadah, how the greatest Tanoim was sitting that entire that, that amazing night in Bnei Brak and and the Kiva Vitak was Mazayan, they were saying the story of Yitzhak So we understand that even Kulon Chacham, Kulon Nevoid, and Kulon Yodim is called Esatar Kula. Even the greatest, greatest minds must say over the story, must teach their inner hearts the story of being a Jew, of what it means to be a Jew. Even the most brilliant person can't rely upon the fact, oh, I know this. Because that's not necessarily going to, that's not necessarily going to end up in him living his life in a holy way. The fact that he knows something intellectually. That knowledge has to be driven into the heart. It has to be driven into the heart. It has to be taught to the child inside of us. Because the, that mind without the heart being drawn into that avoider, without the heart being taken up with that avoider, so the person can be the most brilliant, lowest person on earth. 
So, therefore, even if a person is a, is a genius, even if you know the whole Torah, it's still a misfit to tell the story. Meaning, for the mind to tell the story to the heart. For the father to tell the story to the son. For Kalzais, and this is because, Kalzais, Ramnesha Chachma Binavadas, who in Luchud, because the intellect, Chabad, Chachma Binavadas, who in Luchud, is one matter. And simple amuna in the heart is something else. Therefore, we can have a person who is very smart and knows a lot, but but his heart is missing the simple, simple faith. He's missing the pshitas. And his heart will be convoluted and confused with a million, billion little things. And pulling at him, like that guy that was on the phone last night, what was he thinking? So the heart, the heart was telling him something. The heart has its own mahalach. The heart has a way of, of, of taking you to places that, that you, you, you never thought about. So what's absolutely, what's absolutely crucial is that, is that no matter how bright the person is, no matter how much he knows, the heart, can, the heart has such, such amazing power over a person that the person can be taken to completely wrong directions unless this bond is made this connection between the mind and the heart but, and then the heart will be instructed with the simple emuna of Lil Pesach the night of Pesach is supposed to be very very simple and and, 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 and in our home Baruch Hashem the whole Indian of Lil Pesach is not saying over fancy Torahs and all kinds of Perushim and Haggadah it's just telling over the story and trying to and to help the children enjoy it and be excited by it and, and for the and for the heart to be inflamed, not not to say over fancy intellectual things that could be after the children go to sleep and someone wants to stay up and it's nice or throughout yontif and so on. The heart needs the simple truth. It needs the simple truth, and the mind's responsibility is the father equals the mind's responsibility to transmit that simple truth to the heart equals the children, the child inside of you. But it's not just our kids, it's to the kid inside of us. That's what we're learning. Lukach, therefore, Bilel HaPesach, on Pesach night, Al Kol Odom, Afilo HaChacham, Meven V'yadeh, it's the responsibility of every person, even a very, very brilliant person who knows the whole Torah. Mutal Alav L'Saper, it's absolutely an obligation upon him to tell the story. Now the word L'Saper, I'm sure that you've all heard over the years, that the Swan tell us that the word L'Saper is Lashon Ha'orun Lashon Sapir. That the word L'Saper is, is from the same root as the word Sapir. Sapir, which means a sapphire, which means something which is shining in its clarity. Something which is absolutely brilliant and clear. It's shining. So when we were told that we're responsible L'Saper, to tell the story of Yisrael Sinsraim, it doesn't mean just giving some dry information of what happened to our ancestors. It means to make it shine. To make it shine for ourselves and for our children. That's what it means. Uh, that's what it means. L'Saper. That it should be like a sapphire. To illuminate our souls. With the foundations of simple faith. Not all kinds of complicated, complicated, complicated buildings and buildings and skyscrapers, but just to come back to the simple emunah. There's a, a word from Pesach, from Nahilaga Kotzke, 
you know the Koska said everything very very short and the Koska said and that part of the Haggadah when, it tell, when we're told that the great Sadiqim was sitting the entire night and we're talking about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim remember how did the night end so the students came and they said our masters the time has come for to read the Kriyashma of the morning so the Koska said on that that the big big Sadiqim the big geniuses are sitting throughout the nights of Galus night means Galus and this one's talking about Chassidus. The other one's talking about this one wants Musa. This one wants the Misnagah All these different things. And, said, and everybody has all kinds of brilliant insights into Yiddishkeit. The Kotzke said, as we get closer to the to the morning of Mashiach, so we have to remember, Rabbi Seinu, he gives my Kriyashma The time has come to return to simple faith. Kriyashma means to be able to say, the Kotzke said, an emissacreation. To say Shema Yisrael Hashem HaKenu Hashem and to be sincere and to be truthful about it. He's not saying that we shouldn't learn all those other things. It's, that's great. And Hashem wants us to learn Torah all of our lives. But what the Koska was saying is Rabbi Sain was saying to us and to our generation the end of time. The time has come to learn how to say again. To start again from the beginning and to learn what does it mean to say Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem not just to go to a seminar, a three-day seminar on Shema Yisrael. Lectures from the most world-famous, world-famous lecturers are going to talk about, about the historic significance and the hashkafic, halachic uh, significance of Kriyashma. It means simple. To come back to that beginning of Kriyashma Shoshachis. And that's the mitzvah of the mitzvah, especially the night of Pesach, that gives us the strength to live with that the entire year. The night of Pesach is very, very, very strong. It's the night of, of becoming Hashem's people. It's the night of Emunah. There's no, there's no night as strong the entire year of Emunah, Pshuta, like Pesach night. It's the night when Hashem said to speak to the children inside of us. But the rest of the year we're obligated as well. But, but Pesach night obviously is the, is the main headquarters of that Kayach of teaching the heart. What we learn from the mitzvah of the story of Yitzhak Pesach night is a very, very big yisoid. It's a very, very fundamental principle we learn from how Hashem wants us to do this and how Chazal wanted us to tell the story. Which we spoke about in a minute ago. This was set up, this comes from the Chumash. The Rosh in his Chuvas, Rabbeinu Asher, one of the great Rishonim, wrote in his Chuvas that it's a midaraisa, that it's a mitzvah from the Torah that Davke said over in a question and answer, that if you tell the story of Pesach night without, without questions and answers, the way the Haggad is written with questions and answers, if you don't do it in that way, according to the Rosh, you have not fulfilled the mitzvah from the Torah. You can't just get to the answers. You have to say question, answer. So, this is discussed in the Gemara Psachim. That, that the Rabbi Shalom and Chazal want that the, that the story should be question and answer. Now, if Pesach night is teaching us how the mind is supposed to talk to the heart, right? How the mind is supposed to teach the heart, it means that the way that Hashem wants us to do that is with questions and answers. And every good teacher, of course, knows how to do that. That's a big chachma how to do that. If a teacher just gets up and says the answers, it's a horrible class. And the, and the, and the kids... And the kids don't really come out acquiring the knowledge. 
Then you have other places where they just ask questions and, they don't, and they, you know, they schmooze, you know, they ask questions. I, I, I remember, you know, having some classes like that. They just after 15 minutes, I saw where it was, I saw where I was getting to, you know, and I just decided that was it. And I, would, if it was, able, if I was able to, I would, I would cut the rest of the semester and I would just read the stuff for the test, and or I would learn something else. But when you have questions and answers, that's gavald, right? Questions and answers, that's that's gavald. Not just not just information, but questions and answers. Again, it all depends what age, at what point. It doesn't mean that there's not an inning of a lecture and a shear. But the way, the prime, the primary way of education is that that the, there are questions that awaken, that the teacher knows how to awaken within the child questions, and then to try to work it out with a response and so on. And that's how the that's how the pace to say that the Haggadah is. The Haggadah is structured in such a way. And anybody, any 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 man, any Bach Yeshiva Bacha, and man that learns Shas, that learns Gemara, and learns Rishayim, knows that that's how the Sugis of Shas, that's how Shas, that's how the Gemara is built. The Gemara is not a book of Halachas, the Gemara is not a book of answers, the Gemara is a book of, of unbelievable questions, unbelievable questions, that leaves you spellbound and... and, and you can't go to sleep if you don't have if you don't have the answer. I was uh, my wife's uncle told me that he remembered many 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 years ago, a long time ago, when Rosalvechik was a lot younger than when I saw him was already in the later years. But he said that Rosalvechik or Biyoshi Bezech said a, a, a four hour, three and a half four hour shear that day, and, um, it, and it was amazing. The guys were all going crazy from the shear. It was unbelievable. And then. It was around three o'clock in the morning that that Rabbi was walking around in the dormitory in his robe and his pajamas, banging on the doors that they should all get up. He was banging. The guy's opening. Imagine like the guy comes out in his pajamas and he sees he sees the Rabbi Yosheber Then he says, and he was telling him, "Come on, what what?" So he said, "You have to come into the come to the bismarish." And they all they all washed their hands and they walked in there. What's going on? It's three o'clock in the morning. And and he started to say he started to say I have to make a correction from the shir and they couldn't understand like it's three o'clock in the morning and 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 one of the guys actually said Rabbi maybe we could maybe we could continue in the morning so Rabbi Yeshua was absolutely startled he said you were able to sleep <laughs> you fell asleep with that I said it wrong this afternoon I said it wrong how could you fall asleep he didn't bother you the, 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 what I said in the rift didn't bother you that shot. He didn't understand. Like, well, how could they have fallen asleep? He figured they were all sitting in their rooms, screaming and yelling and fighting about the Gemara. How could you go to sleep like that? There's such a kasha with a problem like that. You go to sleep. We don't have a sug. What does it mean to be immersed in Torah? The whole Torah is in a way of questions and answers. That's the whole way the Torah is. So this is a yisait. So what did Chazal teach us? Chazal revealed to us Yisoy Gadol B'Karech Nefesh Adam by designing by designing the mitzvah of of Sipur of telling the story in question and answer form. Chazal revealed to us the Torah reveals to us a big, big, big fundamental Yisoy in what in the nefesh in the soul of a person. Vuhu, and that is Shakasher Ha'Adam Roitz Elahashish B'Kiba Davar B'Tzuri Yisoy This Mai that when you really want to chop something. When you really, really, really bemis want to understand something, really, not stam in a superficial way, but bemis. 
It has to take place in a way where it's clarified with a series of questions and answers. Of being in a state of wonderment and not understanding, and then working it through and resolving it. The body works that way. I don't remember past high school biology really anything, uh, you know, technical. But the way that the, the the way that the blood the way that the blood goes through the entire body is that it's it's withheld, right? It's held in it's held in, and then there's that there's that second of like a question. Uh oh, am I, am I gonna am I gonna get this back? And then and then there's the answer. The answer is the is the heart rushing back into the body. But there's a time of the question. The question, the question is the not having, and the answer is not just that the Hashem didn't make the body this constantly. This is the blood is. Hashem's Baruch made the body work in such a way where it's always a shail and a true. It's always a question and an answer. The circulation is always the response to the question of, "Where's my blood? You know, uh, how how do I live? Uh, what's going to be with me?" And Hashem responds. This past generation of the Holocaust was a big question, and and Mitzvah Mashiach comes will be the answer to the question. It's going to be so unbelievably delicious because we, we don't have the answer yet. We're living in the middle of a question, just like we're living in the middle of the question of what happened in Israel a few weeks ago. It's the middle of the question. It's like that space before the blood rushes back in completely. So Hashem made everything in such a way where it's question and answer, everything. And Hashem wants us to. Clarify the yisaidus of of who we are, the basics of who we are. Dafke in this form of question and answer. All of creation was vayiarev, vayiboker, vayiarev. It was night and then it was morning. I shouldn't create the world where everything was where it was morning, where everything was. You know, here it is. Hashem made the world in such a way. First there was darkness and then there was light. Darkness is the question and the light is the answer. Hashem Nisbarak didn't just pop the world into existence. He first asked a question. Well, the world was asking a question. Who am I? Where am I? What am I? And that has to do with the sin of Adam and in the garden also. The question at the beginning of their lives. And then all of history is to try to answer that. That's called tshuva. Tshuva, to return to Hashem itself, means the answer. In Hebrew, the word tshuva means an answer. It means an answer. Hashem wants Bali tshuva, but He wants it to be Bali shayla. I've often said He wants us to ask questions. And he wants us to respond, to seek the responses, the answers to the questions. So, So it's funny. Every year we come to the Haggadah and we ask the question, everybody knows what the answer is. Because we've, we've done this many times before. And we prepared the Haggadah, we went through different Mepharshim, we, we know what it says, we know, that we know the answer. So why this? Why, what's this business about asking a question when I know the answer? He knows in his mind, he knows the answer. So why ask the question? What, what point is there to asking a question if you already know the answer? So what do we see from here? An amazing, amazing thing. Again, it's very simple, but it's amazing. What we see is, Ulam Gilu Chazal Chazal revealed to us that this is how the heart acquires something. This is how the heart, the little child inside of us, must learn something. Constantly asking again and again, and then explaining and clarifying again, again and again. You know, sometimes if 
when you've been those who are presently in school, whatever it is, college or graduate school, those or seminary, whatever. But when you're taking a test, so you know that sometimes you can be, it could be it could be a little bit before the exam, and you read everything and you think that you know everything, and you have some friend that comes along and says, you know, I want to ask you something about what we have tomorrow, you know, to study for the test. Say, go ahead. And the person asks you a question, and you go, what? <laughs> and, and, and the person says, you just told me that your mom is, you know, you reviewed it 20 times, and you, you know it by heart, because, you know, I, I, I didn't think you were going to ask that. Like, we're on the test, you got the question on the exam. And, and the teacher, the professor, asked the question, and then, he said, oh, we never learned that. We never learned that. Of course you learned it. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, Shmir all over your face and on your hands and the, it, it was taught but but only when you study in a way of question answer that's how we all learn the Gemara all the time that's how you learn everything everything nothing is left as an answer it's always question answer and it's such a gewaltige simcha when you have a, an answer to a question so Hashem obviously wants that we should do, we should learn in such a way, and that we should teach the child inside of us in such a way. In a way of question and answer. That's how we get the, the truth of something. Therefore, after the parentheses, when a person wants to speak to his heart, to his own heart, when the father wants to speak to the child. And wants to and wants to give the heart a very very basic and clear introduction to the truth. You know, a basic and clear beginning of 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 what it's all about. So it has to be done in such a way. All of He should do it. It should. It must be done in a way of question and answer. He says, This is a very big yisoid. That sheds a very precious light upon the way the soul can serve God. So let's learn, let's, let's try to give an example of how we apply this in coming back to the basics of Emunah and to that aspect of Emunah that we're focusing on in this section of the Sefer, which is the Emunah that we, that we are created and that we are His creation, and that everything around us is, is nivra, is created. And in the context of Maisei Bereshis, of the story of creation, so let's just, let's just quickly go through some psukim of Maisei Bereshis. Bereshis barolukim et shamayim v'asaretz. Okay, so that's a psukim. That's the beginning, we all know. In the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth. Bereshis, the Tchila Sabriya, the beginning of creation, Bara, Ma Kosov Lanukan, what's written over here, what's the Torah telling us? Kosov Lanukan, Shayesh Mishabari, Vyesh Mishaneva. In other words, we would just fly to that Pasik. It's in the beginning of Kayev Nerf, you want to say it's a Machlagis Rashi Ramban, and what this one says, the Malbun, the Babanel, it's all beautiful, beautiful. But he's saying, no, 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 hold it. Before you do anything, when you when you look at that Pasik, when you look at that Pasik, you have to say, Voracious bara means sheyesh misha It means that you're saying that there's a creator. 
Yes, Misha Bayre. V'yesh Misha Nivra. There's a creator, and there's the one that was created, and there's a world that was created. So it sounds silly, no? But even, of course that's what it means. So he says, B'liya Pasuk, if not for this Pasuk, Hine ha'isi yochel achshav chasr shalom ulai, I could perhaps have thought, sh'aylam na'asem ya'atzma, like many, many people in the world throughout history, and even now think, that what? That the world is just a world that came about somehow through some process, some chemical, biological process, whatever it was. It came about and it came however it came. And even what he's going to show, the reason we have to be so simple and ask these questions. And ask these questions. Me Barail, who created this? What is this? Every day of our lives, not only that. And in the day, at least he says every half hour, to look around us and to ask these simple questions. Because even though we all know it intellectually, the heart, the heart has to be told and taught and guided over and over again. But this simply decide that what that the world isn't on its own. So even though you, even though we all know that intellectually and we understand that this, that basically the Shemayim is ours, but that's but that doesn't that our heart is not is not going to be filled with Amunah just because we know it. The mind, the father, has to talk to the child inside of us. And that's done with questions and answers. And that's why here the question is, like we see that the Navi Yishai says, Who created all of this? Which the Zohar says at the beginning, Me and Eila is the letters Elohim. Right? Elohim is me and Eila. In the question, the question is me, and the answer is Eila. And that's the name, Elohim. And because to reach God, it's with the question of me, bara Eila. Where is it? Who is? It? There's a creator, and, and and this and the pasuk, and the pasuk is coming to answer. And there's a question. The question is, and the question he says is that who, who is the creator? And the answer is Elokim. And what did he create? He created as a shemaim everything, everything in, in the heavens and everything on earth. He says, Iraq achas bilvad. The Torah is telling us at the beginning that there's only one truth. There's a creator and there's a created. Things are not. Things don't happen on their own. So everybody's thinking, of course, things don't happen on their own. But we don't live like that throughout our lives. Throughout a regular day, we don't live with that thought every second. Things don't happen on their own. So a person get all can get all my sugar. How come my how come my bus didn't come? My train didn't come. How come my friend forgot about me? What do you think? There's no creator. You're not, you don't think you think things happen on their own? Things just happen like that. No, it doesn't just happen like that. My friend is a rasha. That's why it happened. That's not the answer. That's not the answer. That person might have to work on her midos or his midos. That could be true. How, how do you forget about you? I'm waiting for you. Over here. Say that. But there's a boyre. Just don't think about it. There's a creator. And he's good. And you're created. And everything he does for you is good. But if a person doesn't, every single minute of the day, if he doesn't, if he doesn't use his mind to talk to his heart, so then he could be forever angry and forever bitter and lost. And who is the creator? Elohim. The Barishlam. The Torah is revealing to us. Who created the world? That's the question. Me bar asaylam? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaAdam Chayshev Medabim HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Chavetz Chaim used to talk like this all the time. Chavetz Chaim used to talk like this all the time. 
I mentioned many times in shul how my father's older son told me about how his how his mother would would read the tzanimen of the Yiddish the parasha, and he would he would hear he would hear his mother reading tzanimen, and and uh, and the way he remembers that when it was by it stuck out in his mind always when it was in the parishes it was in Shmais by the Kriyas Yamsov so my grandmother was, was, was my father would hear us saying in Yiddish calling out Paro you think you're going to catch up with them you think so you think so like that ah, you think so huh let's see and then she would go to the next Pesach and then she was, my father said she would start to sing and to clap that you see the Ebishter took care of you you're not going to bother his children and and my father said, you know, this was, she was a woman that, that was her whole life in the Chumash, her whole life. What she didn't know, what's going to be. The next Pasuk, she didn't know. But when you heard her, it was with a feeling of suspense. It was a feeling of suspense. What's going to be? And each each time again, the the creator of the world, the question and the answer. So... A person is a person thinks and a person speaks with Hashem and says, and then a person should turn to Hashem and say, your Torah, you know what your Torah is saying? That your Torah is telling me this second that you created the world. You created the world. That's what your Torah is telling me. That you created the, that you're the creator and, and, and I'm created and you created the whole world. You, you created everything. And no one else, only you, only you. No one else. <clears throat> not the factory, not the this, not the, not the professor, not anything. Only you. Call Yehudi Mam and Every believing Jew knows these things intellectually. But the heart, the heart, the little child is so messed up. Without the mind constantly instructing and speaking to the child inside. To drive that into the heart deep, deep. The only he created. And, and the second creates. Nobody else. Any person who has not worked very, very hard to try to to try to be mashrish, to bring this deep, this emunatahira, this simple and pure emunah deep into his into into his heart, it's almost definite that his emunah, his faith, is is lacking. That his emunah is not whole. Is, is not complete.